Four leaders of the Proud Boys have been convicted of seditious conspiracy. That's where we're starting the seven from the Washington Post. I'm Jeff Pierre. It's Friday, May 5th. Let's get you caught up with today's seven stories. Yesterday's verdict was the Justice Department's third victory in major trials related to the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol. Enrique Tarrio and three others were leaders of the Proud Boys, which is a far-right extremist group. They were found guilty on 31 of 42 counts by a Washington, D.C. jury. U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland spoke about the verdict yesterday at the Justice Department. The evidence presented at trial detailed the extent of the violence at the Capitol on January 6th and the central role these defendants played in setting into motion the unlawful events of that day. Seditious conspiracy is a politically weighty charge. It implies participation in a rebellion and could have implications for former President Donald Trump. The members of the far-right extremist group will likely be sentenced in August. Number two. Justice Clarence Thomas's finances are back in the spotlight. A conservative judicial activist paid the Supreme Court justice's wife thousands for consulting work. But according to documents reviewed by The Post, he asked that Jenny Thomas's name be left off the paperwork. But that's not all we've learned this week about Thomas, a major Republican donor. The same man who treated Thomas to lavish vacations also reportedly paid tuition at a boarding school for the justice's grandnephew. Thomas didn't report those tuition payments in his official disclosure forms. These kinds of financial interactions and omissions have added to a growing outcry over the court's ethics practices and to more conflict of interest questions surrounding Thomas. Number three. Eight people died in a mass shooting in Serbia yesterday. A gunman attacked a municipality outside the capital, Belgrade. More than 10 others were injured. Authorities said a suspect was arrested this morning. It's the second rare mass killing there in two days. Eight children and a security guard were killed Wednesday when a student opened fire at a school in Belgrade. Serbia has the world's fifth highest rate of civilian gun ownership. The United States has the highest. But Serbia, which has already moved to tighten gun laws, has comparatively low rates of gun deaths. There's a showdown over abortion happening in North Carolina. That's story number four. Republicans passed a bill yesterday to ban abortions after 12 weeks of pregnancy. North Carolina's Democratic governor has promised to veto any new abortion restrictions, but Republicans could have the votes to override him. People are paying close attention to this fight because abortion is currently legal in North Carolina until 20 weeks. That's made the state a critical access point for people seeking the procedure in the South. The bill would significantly narrow that legal window, even though the ban doesn't go as far as some other states. It also includes an exception for rape and incest, as well as for the mother's life. Number five, COVID-19 was still a major cause of death in the U.S. last year. According to new CDC data, the virus killed more than 500 people a day. That's a drop from 2021, but shows that the coronavirus has not become like the flu or a cold. Ahead of COVID in terms of deaths were heart disease, cancer, and a category that includes drug overdoses. Number six. 
The UK is celebrating King Charles III's coronation this weekend. The ceremony is tomorrow at Westminster Abbey. Charles III became king when his mother, Elizabeth II, died in September. But a formal coronation is a long-standing tradition. It's a mashup of monarchy, state, and church. And it gives the king and his wife, Queen Camilla, legitimacy. The 74-year-old will be crowned before 2,200 guests and then paraded through the streets of London. On Sunday, Katy Perry and Lionel Richie will perform at the coronation concert. And Monday is a national holiday. The Post will have live coverage of the coronation. It'll start at 5 a.m. Eastern tomorrow on WashingtonPost.com. The ceremony begins at 6 a.m. And at number seven, the 149th Kentucky Derby is tomorrow. This is the first leg of horse racing's Triple Crown, which is what the three biggest races of the year are called. The race is held at the historic Churchill Downs in Louisville. 20 thoroughbreds will compete. A horse named Forte is the favorite, but anything could happen. So this is me telling you to place your bets responsibly. The big race goes off at 6.57 p.m. Eastern Time. It'll air on NBC and its platforms. That's the show for this week. The assistant producer of The 7 is Taylor White. The staff writers are Tess Homan and Jamie Ross. John Taylor is our editor. Additional editing by Christina Quinn and Renita Jablonski. Copy editing by Francis Moody, Melissa No, and Thomas Haliba. Mixing and sound design is by Jim Briggs and Justin Garish. Our theme music is by Edith Mudge. I'm Jeff Pierre. Thanks for listening and live it up. It's the weekend. I'll meet you back here on Monday. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening.